grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And we have a bumper packed episode for you today. We said that we was busy last week, but it's also really busy this week, isn't it? Oh, there's so much royal news this week and it's not just little bits of information. It's quite big news, isn't it? It is. And you know what? I feel like they have gone against their own rule by having like big things happen at the same time for different parts of the institution. Kensington Palace, Buckingham Palace, even Bagshot Park are going hard this week. <laughs> they really are. They really are. So make sure that you stay tuned, Royal Community, because we've got so much coming your way. But also make sure that you stay till the end of the episode because we have a very big announcement that we need to make. So make sure that you listen out right until the end. Yeah, because that's an announcement from me and Rach, not just a royal announcement. <laughs> it's a keep it up with the Windsors announcement, so stay tuned. I reckon we should just go for it, Rach, because we've got so much going on. Grab yourself a cup of tea, Royal Community. Let's get going with today's episode. So we're going to start with a continuation of the King and Queen Camilla's state visit to Kenya. The King and Queen Camilla visited Motgomwe Naval Base in Mombasa. Whenever I hear the um, name Mombasa, it always reminds me of the show Will and Grace. Oh, yeah. I don't know the connection. There's this episode where they're like, hmm, Mombasa. <laughs> it just always reminds me of that. So when they were there, they met Kenyan and British forces and military families before watching a training exercise of a covert beach landing. The Kenyan Marines have been trained by the Royal Marines, of which the King is Captain General. Queen Camilla visited the Situation Room, a service which supports survivors of sexual and gender-based violence. The Situation Room offers survivor kits which are provided by volunteers and the kits include soap, sanitary products, snacks and other grooming products. She also learned how art therapy is used as a form of counselling and how their drawings can be used as evidence to bring their attackers to justice. Wow. Now, this engagement was obviously such an important engagement, Shell, but it was so uplifting at the same time. The women were so positive and so welcoming of Camilla. Yeah, I agree. And Camilla has this massive interest in helping sexual and gender-based violence. But again, like you said, Rach, there's hope there. There's an uplift there. And they're survivors. The fact that they can draw some art and that goes to helping with their case, that is revolutionary. It's amazing. Yeah. And do you remember a few months back, we actually covered one of Camilla's engagements and art was used as a form of therapy. So it just goes to show that it's not just UK based. These therapies are being used worldwide. His Majesty visited Mombasa Memorial Cathedral, where he joined an interfaith meeting focusing on peace, security and development and was welcomed to Mandri Mosque by members of Mombasa Muslim community. This is something, again, that is really important to the king to make sure that communities are interfaith and that everyone respects each other. What I really enjoyed about this engagement is we know that the king is a Christian and he really um, leans on his faith, doesn't he? He goes to church or he tries to go to church every single Sunday, just like his mother did. And I think that's um, a really important part of his life. 
even though he is the head of the Church of England, like you said, Shell, he embraces other faiths. And we saw that through the coronation, didn't we? We did. And again, I think a lot of people who may not have known the connection between the crown and the church, it can be quite surprising, actually, that that anointing is so holy. And the fact that Christianity for the king is just part and parcel of the duty of the job, but also of who he is. And I guess that's something that we've probably tried to connect with whenever we talk about the monarchy as such, is there isn't a separation between the man, the job, the institution. It's all one thing and it all becomes an identity. So yeah, Christianity is part of his identity. Shell, this has been such an amazing state of visit, hasn't it? There's been so much going on, so many engagements that were crammed into such a short space of time. It was four days, Rach. Four, four days. days. It feels it like, two like it weeks. was two weeks. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> But another point I wanted to make was, according to the British High Commission in Kenya, the King's visit helped unlock and accelerate several lucrative deals for British investment, including the £3 billion Nairobi Railway City Urban Regeneration Project. I think this goes to show how important these state visits are. Yeah, because they are asked for by the government that the king goes to these countries for those specific reasons, to create good friendship ties, but also ways of connecting the two countries together. And this has been a massive success. You're completely right. And it's been so wonderful to see the king and queen out there. And exactly like you just said, Rach, with that rapturous applause But also, this is the first Commonwealth country that the king has visited since the coronation. So again, it's also symbolic. Kenya is celebrating its 60th year of independence. So again, this year means a lot that the king went. So I say all for it, love it. And I hope that the Kenyan royal community out there enjoyed seeing the king and the queen. If you did, send us a message. We'd love to know. Exactly. So that was the state visit to Kenya. Let's move on. Happy birthday, happy 20th birthday to Lady Louise. Happy birthday, Lady Louise. Gosh, that, that seems like yesterday that she, uh, she was remember, 19. Yeah, I remember us saying happy 19th birthday. <laughs> that year has just flown by. Flown by, I know. But from one child of an Edinburgh to the actual lady, the Duchess of Edinburgh, she began her visit to Canada. Canadian Royal Community, everyone say yay! <laughs> She's in Canada visiting Inskillin Winery in Niagara. Canadian Royal Community, please don't laugh at the way I've just pronounced that. My apologies if I actually butchered it. In the evening, Sophie attended a dinner in support of the Well and Regimental Foundation, of which she is Colonel-in-Chief. Is this the one, Rach, where she was wearing that blue velvet dress with the hat? Yes, yeah. That was absolutely spectacular. Yeah. And when I saw that picture, the one thing that caught my eye, in the background, the people of the regiment, the amount of medals they had Mm. and the pride on their faces... I just thought she looked ravishing. She looked amazing. I've loved researching Sophie's trip to Canada so far. Not much on the actual royal socials, which is a shame. Um, I've got most of my information from Twitter and what Canadian news outlets have posted. But it's been lovely to see her out and about and getting the attention that she deserves. And could you imagine if they had a bag shop park social 
their social oh. team would have just been all over, all over it. it. Yeah. yeah. She also attended the Duchess of Edinburgh competition at the Winona Range in Ontario. Now, this is an annual competition which sees her military affiliations come together to compete in a series of challenges. Now, Sophie did get involved in this, didn't she, Rach? She did. She did. I was loving it. (laughs) And then she uh, presented the trophy known as the Countess of Wessex Cup to the winning team. this, This is something I want to ask you, actually, Rach. When they do have their titles changed, and then obviously they've got the Countess of Wessex Cup, should they change that now to the Duchess of Edinburgh Cup? I think maybe because it will always just be known as the Countess of Wessex Cup. I don't think you can ever change it. It's like anything that's to do with Queen Elizabeth II, for example. You're not going to change it to the King Charles, not that Queen Elizabeth had a cup. (laughs) You never know with her. You never know. (laughs) Throw down the gauntlet. On Sunday, Sophie attended a service of remembrance at St. Catherine's Cenotaph. The Deputy Commanding Officer, Major Conrad Flatman, said it was an amazing once-in-a-lifetime experience for our soldiers. I loved that. That's so lovely, isn't it? So nice. On Monday, she visited Toronto General Hospital, Toronto Western Hospital and Toronto Rehab. Now, during the visit, Sophie met healthcare workers, researchers, volunteers, staff and patients to learn about their work in vision and brain research research, innovations in cardiovascular care, and the latest technologies in physical rehabilitation. And Sophie has been patron of the Toronto General and Toronto Western Hospitals since 2005. Amazing. Again, Royal Community, we know, yes, they have patronages, but actually they've got patronages all over the Commonwealth. So it's not just the UK. And that blows my mind because you just imagine how many places they have to visit and Mm. to be the face of. And that's kind of international. It's not just in one place. Yeah, and I think um, it's been nice because how often do any of the royals go to Canada, for example? Yeah. So for Sophie to actually have a competition named after her and a cup named after her, for her to actually be there and be part of that must have been really special for the regiment that she is Colonel-in-Chief of. Yeah, and she's a real asset to the royal family. Obviously, with her standing in the family and where she is positioned, she's not going to get the airtime. But she is so integral to the working members of the royal family. And a lot of people, I and maybe this is a guest royal community, but if you ask 20 people in the street, just random people in the street, would they know who Sophie was? I don't think many would no and that kind of hurts my heart a little bit but that's obviously because i'm a fan she she works so hard um she has had a little bit of controversy in her time we're not gonna we're not gonna (laughs) step through that bit but apart from that her record of impeccable service is just amazing as we're recording this sophie still is in canada so if you want to catch up on any of her engagements i would check out the royal socials the royal diary and also check out twitter as well because as i said that's where i got the majority of my information from yeah, maybe check the Royal Socials in about a month. Or like two weeks after, they'll be like, oh, Duchess of Edinburgh went to Canada. Yes, we know. <laughs> Let's move on. The Princess of Wales made her debut as Colonel-in-Chief of the first The Queen's Dragoon Guards. Wow, I love saying that. She (laughs) met members of the regiment and took part in some exercise training. Brigadier Alan Richmond gifted Catherine a brooch that belonged to Her Majesty the Queen Mother. Oh, that is adorable. I haven't seen that. I didn't know that happened. And I really hope that next time Catherine visits that she wears this brooch because it's beautiful. 
She promoted the regiment mascot. Here we go, Royal Community, a Welsh pony called Emerus Jones from Lance Corporal to Corporal. Oh, congratulations. This pony was so adorable. <laughs> it was so cute. I've only seen pictures of Catherine in that helmet with those glasses. And I thought that is uh. the most unflattering <laughs> I've ever seen Catherine look. It seemed like she got stuck in, Rach. Oh, she did. Absolutely. She was in a military digs, weren't she? She was wearing the uniform. She looked the part. She has, I think she has to get involved. We're in this day and age now where, you know, you can't just turn up in a pretty dress and present medals every once in a while to actually feel like you're part of the family, the military family as such. Yeah. You have to get stuck in and know what these soldiers go through and what their trainings and what their lives are like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And especially because now... Which is weird to say out loud, but now Catherine is queen consort in waiting. With that, there comes a bigger responsibility to, like you said, get stuck in because the army is a big part of royalty, isn't it? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, makes sense. Let's move on, Shell. The Prince of Wales arrives in Singapore. Yay! We've been looking forward to this all year. Yeah, he's there for this year's Airshot Prize Awards. Now, William was greeted with a rock star welcome. Oh, my goodness. Right. It was BTS like... BTS eat your heart out. <laughs> I know. It was like <laughs> BTS stepped off of the plane and it was like, bam, bam, William, William, let me have a selfie. Let me shake your hand. Let me have a hug. It was amazing to see. Our Singapore <laughs> community came out in droves and we love you for it yes he was he was welcomed at jul chanji airport again i'm really sorry if i butchered that and this is where he met eight month old albain costa oh my goodness this was so adorable this little baby would not let go of william's finger and he was stuck it in his mouth did he? <laughs> it was so cute. And there was Chris Jackson, the royal photographer, actually posted about this. He said that Alvain just wouldn't let go of William's finger, kind of had to pry it away. That made quite a few of the front pages in the newspapers here, didn't it, Rach? It did. Shell, did you see the rain vortex? I couldn't even believe this was at an airport. Oh, let me tell you something. The reason I was really excited for William to go to Singapore is because I've been watching quite a few documentaries on Singapore. The hotels, the airport is absolutely award-winning. It's incredible. So I was super excited that he was going. And I thought, they've got to make the whole thing of the airport because it's got an ecosystem in it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's environmental. He's got to be there. And he did. It was absolutely amazing to see. We then had him getting involved with the locals, dragon boating. And he was there with the British team. And he actually said to the boat captain for the race, seriously, guys, I want to win this. (laughs) (laughs) That competitive size coming out, it's coming out. Also, Rach, it paralleled to when William and Catherine went to Singapore in 2012, because they did dragon boat racing then, didn't they? They did. He was then on his more formal side where he met Prime Minister Lee Haseng Long and President Taman Shan Marak Nam. I'm really sorry for all our Singapore listeners to see and hear about what they are doing in Singapore for the environment. And then we saw him at the Global Summit of United for Wildlife, which he created in 2014, where it was announced seven governments will collaborate to stop illegal wildlife trade money laundering. And... He was wearing a tie made from recycled plastic bottles. I mean, let's do it. Let's all wear our recycled clothes. And what I loved about this is that the royal reporters were posting this on Twitter 
And the owner of the company was really shocked. And he said he cried because he wondered why he was getting so many followers. And it was no. because, the ro- yeah, it was because the royal reporters were reporting about William's tie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he said it made, it just made him so happy. See, this is the power of royalty, but not just that, Rach, but seven governments. That is the convening power of William. He should be so proud of himself because this is a fight that he's been trying to kind of make movement from for a long time but this comes from government level yeah it doesn't come from royalty or who you know whatever it has to come from government so the fact that they're willing to collaborate on this is absolutely life-changing incredible it's incredible work that they're doing I just wanted to mention as well, one of the Earthshot Prize trustees, Christiana Figueres, and we did mention her before when we spoke about the Earthshot Prize. Um, She was interviewed on CNN and she said this about William. It's such a joy to work with him because he doesn't do this for the photo op at all. He does this because he truly believes in it. He is passionate about this. He is very demanding of all of us. He does his homework and he always comes to our working meetings with difficult questions that push us beyond where we are. I wonder what difficult questions he's asking. (laughs) But I guess William as a royal, as the Prince of Wales, as a future king, as a future statesman, this is now the power that he holds, that he can bring all these figureheads together. He can meet with world leaders and company CEOs. That's really what he's been able to do over the past few years with the Earthshot Prize is bring all these big names together who know what they're talking about, who have expertise in these areas. And he's just there as the figurehead as such because he is Prince William. But behind the scenes, he is only a small cog in the working machine. Absolutely. Everything takes time. It'd be great if these things happened overnight, but they don't. They do take time. And I'm just happy to be on the ride, to be honest, see what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Rach, we haven't actually seen the Earthshot Prize yet, have we? Because the awards have not been aired. They're airing on Sunday. So Royal Community, if you want to watch the Earthshot Prize Awards, you can. In the UK, it's on BBC One on Sunday at 5.20. In the USA, it's on PBS Sunday at 7 EST. I think that's Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, yeah. I'm so (laughs) not used to that. Singapore, you can watch it on Media Corp Channel 5, Monday the 13th at 9.30 in the evening. Australia is on nine now i love hearing all these different channels different countries which is on monday the 13th of november and also nine gem on friday the 17th but make sure you check your listings for times the rest of the world you can actually go onto the earthshot prize youtube channel and they will be streaming it on sunday the 12th of november at 5 20 the same time as the bbc will be airing it in the uk so rach are you going to be watching it this sunday of course i will of course i will i'm so excited but we have had a bit of a kind of snapshot into the awards because we saw the green carpet right we did and we saw william take to the green carpet with the actress kate blanchett who is on the earthshot prize council he also walked in with hannah waddenham didn't he he did and he was recycling his velvet green blazer that he wore in previous year I loved it. I just thought he looked smashing as usual. As usual. Shall we also found out that on this trip, Singapore chicken rice is his favourite thing that he's eaten. Nice. He already knows where the Airshot Prize Awards will take place for the next two years. Wow. 
And somebody asked him, how does he choose what causes to support? And he said he tries to stay focused on the things that he really cares about as he wants to support more things. But there is only so much time in the year and resources to do that, which, as we know, Royal Community, the Royals, they're spread thin as it is now that we've got lesser members. Yeah. So it must be really hard because there's so many people that need help so many charities that are helping people so they have to kind of really look at what they're passionate about as well yeah I am going to say Rachel I'm going to put this out here my bold claim for the next two years the Earthshot Prize is going to take place in Australia and it's going to take place in the continent of Africa and because they've just been to Kenya I was going to say Kenya, but something's telling me Nigeria. I don't know why, but that's what I think. What are your places that you think it's it's going to be? I was thinking somewhere like New Zealand. Nice. Commonwealth country. Commonwealth country. And because New Zealand is such a beautiful country in itself, in terms of the landscape. Oh, it's, it's incredible. And I was thinking, I'm not just copying you, but I was thinking somewhere like South Africa. Oh, South Africa's a really good yeah. shout. Oh my South gosh, that's Africa. a yeah, really good shout. Royal Community, we'll only see whether we're right. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Come on over and let us know your predictions over on the Instagram. <laughs> so as we know, Royal Community, William has had loads of other engagements, but we're recording this on Wednesday, so we ha- we won't be able to catch you up with all of them. But again, head on over to the Royal Socials and you'll be able to be kept up to date there. Well, not just that, Rach. No, 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 not just the Duchess of Edinburgh in Canada, not just the Prince of Wales in Singapore for the Earthshot Prize, one of the biggest kind of dates in his calendar. We then have the King and the Queen heading to Parliament for the state opening. This is steeped in history, steeped in tradition. We saw the Queen wearing the George VI state diadem for the first time. And I have to say, it is one of my favourite tiaras. And I thought she looked spectacular. Oh, she looked amazing. And I love the fact that she was wearing her coronation dress. Yeah. Oh, and also we got to see it without the robes. Yeah. Which was just, yeah. It was so lovely to see it sparkling in the light. Yeah, because even when we saw it at Buckingham Palace at the exhibition, the robes were covering the dress. So we didn't see the back side of it. That dress came off a of display, what, the other week? Yeah, it has to be. So I yeah. love that Camilla's already wearing it. Yeah. This is pomp and pageantry right <laughs> oh 100% and do you know what I was watching the BBC I, I gosh Royal Community take a step back because obviously Hugh Edwards wasn't doing this event on the BBC this year yeah I couldn't watch it because I, I was working from home but I had a meeting on so I couldn't actually see it live but as soon as I finished I was online um, watching it the king stood in for Queen Elizabeth II last year didn't he yeah but this is the first year as the king. And this is the first king's speech in over 70 years. And what's sad, Rach, is there's not going to be a queen's speech in a very long time. A very, very long time. But to be fair, Shell, to see that crown again was absolutely <gasps> amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We won't go into detail about the state opening of parliament and the king of queen's role within that because we covered that so 
in depth really in episode 10 royal community wow. episode 10 <laughs> called the state crown affair which is in our episodes list so just scroll all the way down and you'll be able to listen we talk about the crown we talk about the cap of maintenance the sort of state you name it we we went through it so uh, head on back and listen to that i actually really enjoyed that episode i love giving all the history behind the artifacts and the regalia and the one thing i loved about this in particular is seeing that all of the ciphers have changed now queen elizabeth to king charles whereas we had that period didn't we where you'd still see er2 everywhere and now you're seeing cr you're like oh okay no it's cemented in my brain The, the king's here yeah yeah exactly it was, it was really different and it was nice to see the jewels out on display yet again so soon after the coronation. Yeah, it was what the Brits do best, put on a show. Pompa pageantry at its finest. Yeah, I tell you what though, Rachel, on the BBC they said, could you imagine if you were an alien and you came down from, from space and you stopped and you were like, what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> I just love when they have the door closed and the black rod literally whacks the rod, bang, bang, bangs the rod on the door. Yeah. Let me in. <laughs> I know. We haven't spoken about my girl, the hobnob. Oh, she was in the carriage next to them. Girl sick and waiting. Come on. Who else could it be, right? I know. Do you know what? Sometimes something being bestowed upon somebody, like for instance, the princess royal being given the position of gold stick and waiting. You then see that, okay, she's going to be riding behind the gold stick carriage during the coronation. That's it. That That's all that role is. Oh no! Then she, you know, comes along to the state opening of parliament. You just never really know what goes on with these roles. So I'm looking forward to, I don't know, rocking up at, I don't know, the next Milton Keynes <laughs> engagement range. You never know. Well, Troop in the Colour will be the next big thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. In, in June next year. But it was lovely. And I think they've had such a busy two weeks, the King and Queen. Oh, what my an goodness. absolute whirlwind. They need a absolutely. bit of a They've got the Korean State visit coming up, so no rest for the wicked. (laughs) No rest for the wicked. So, Royal Community, that is our show for today. We did mention at the top of the show that we have a special announcement to talk to you about. So, why don't you get comfy? We're going to have a little chat. Me and Rach and you, Royal Community. It's come to our attention that we've been doing the podcast now. What is this? Episode 143. Like we're on episode 143 right now. Yeah. And it will be three years in March. Three Three years. (laughs) Yes. Without missing a beat, you know, recording whilst we were ill, just being really dedicated and taking it really seriously. We've decided that Rachel and I are quite burnt out and we just need a little break. And that's something that we're going to do. And we're going to gift ourselves the break that we need, Rach, yeah. don't we? We need yeah. a break for all community. So for the next month, we will not be uploading any new content. There may possibly be content that comes up that might be archived because we've got a few episodes we might potentially upload. But if not, there will not be a new episode until the 16th of December. So Royal Community... Get out your calendars right now. Pop that in there as a reminder to come back and join us on the 16th of December because we are literally just pressing pause, aren't we, Rach? Yeah, we're pressing pause. We're having a little break because we had a discussion and even when we've been on holiday, we've not completely switched off. And so 
to have this break it just means that we'll come back and hopefully we'll feel reinvigorated because don't get us wrong we love doing the podcast we love communicating with everyone not just on instagram but our vip rule community are really important to us um, and this wasn't an easy decision to make for us to be at our best and to give you the best as well we just feel like we need to take this time to reevaluate our love of why we started the podcast Yeah. And I think that's a very good way of putting it. I think our why has got lost in the obligation to just keep going every single week. Also, we want you to know that we will still be available for all of our VIP Royal community. We're not taking a break from our VIP Royal community. We'll still be having our Zoom calls. We will still be in our Facebook group every day. We will still be chatting all things Royal. If you do want to join the VIP Royal community, you're more than welcome. The link is in the description. But we wanted a break from the actual work of the podcast because it takes so much time. We do hope you understand and we do hope that you will come back and listen on the 16th of December when we would have been, like you say, reinvigorated. Because I feel like when people say, oh, you're burnt out, it's like a fifth flippant remark. But actually, we've been on a massive roller coaster with this podcast. You know, we started with, what was it like, episode six, the Prince Philip died? Like, it, we- Yeah, it was just crazy. Like, we just didn't expect it to take on. And don't get us wrong, like when we started the podcast, we was in COVID, wasn't we? So yeah. it was a completely different time. We had more time as well, because like the rest of the world, we weren't doing anything mm-hmm. outside of work. Yeah. So we could really dedicate time to making this what it is. And we've really grown this this community and we really appreciate everyone that's new or people that have been with us from the beginning. Like we speak to these people. A lot of them are part of our VIP Royal community. We speak to these people on a daily basis. They are our friends. We have people all over the world that listen to us and we really, really appreciate every single listen. We do appreciate it. And yeah, we just we just need to breathe. We need a break. But the thing is, we say that. <laughs> <laughs> and we've already said, I've already said to Michelle, I don't think I can give up Instagram for a whole month. <laughs> yeah. And I said to Rachel, I was like, oh, I do have some archive stuff that I can get going on. And, and Rachel, we're supposed to be taking a break. So yeah. If anything pops up, Royal community do not say but you were taking a break we know we just love it too much (laughs) (laughs) we just want to say as well Royal community we are still friends (laughs) there's been no falling out nothing at all we were talking the other night Shell said you know I'll probably still send you like 10 TikToks a day I said to Rachel, I said, do you think we should have a break from like each other as well? And I was like, hang on a minute, that can't happen. (laughs) (laughs) I'll miss your voice too much. I'll be like, Rachel, can you just talk to me? (laughs) I'm used to speaking to you near enough every single day. (laughs) I know. And Royal Community, honestly, I do send Rachel about 10 TikToks a day. (laughs) So no, honestly, our friendship is still intact, all good. We're just burnt out we'll just need a break <laughs> yeah <laughs> please do follow us over on keeping up with the windsors on instagram and also on youtube there will be some other content coming out that is archived so it's already scheduled in and will come out so yeah so that's our news for this week we hope as we say you understand enjoy all of the royal watching when we come back it'll be christmas time lots of christmas engagements thank you so much for listening we'll see you on the 16th of december on Keep it up with the Windsors. Windsors.